everybody wants to talk about Brock Lesnar being a, a, a UFC champion, but Brock Lesnar is soft. He's not on the road hanging and banging all the time. Welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. It is a massive time of year. We are eight days away, provided you're listening to this when it actually drops. From the official start to the road to WrestleMania, I'm talking about the Royal Rumble. It all goes down the dome at America's Center, St. Louis, Missouri, streaming live, WWE Network on Peacock. Vic Joseph's so excited, he didn't even show up for work today. From what I understand... He is suffering from anal bleeding. No, no, no. I swear Vic is fine. That's just a callback. If you got it, you got it. Four of you laughed. I appreciate you for being wrestling nerds like I am. But to fill Vic's long, slender shoes, I brought out a heavy hitter. I called in a favor to one of the greatest minds I know, someone I am blessed to share a locker room with weekly. He is a two-time United States champion. He is a former tag team champion. He is a manager of champions. He is MVP. P, did I forget anything? No, you got it covered. Oh, yeah, you forgot my Slammy for best trash talker. I stand corrected. He is the Slammy award-winning trash talker to help us navigate the waters as we approach the road to WrestleMania. P, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out today. Thank you for having me. I was able to make a little time for you, Mr. Graves. Much appreciated, much obliged. I know you've got a a little podcasting background of your own, so I have no doubt. Just a little bit, yeah. No doubt you are a a fitting replacement this week for Mr. Vic Joseph. I'm excited. We got a lot to talk about, man. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. My village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Let's not waste any more time to help us get through the many topics we have to cover this week. You may recognize his dulcet voice. He is our producer, Alex. We've got our friend Dan standing by to... Keep us honest with statistics and facts as I tend to bend the truth. Alex, what do you got for us today, man? Well, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate being on with you guys. MVP, it's an honor. Uh, and nice to see that you have been once again banned in D.C. So if you're seeing the video version of this, you got that. Uh, let's start out strong, guys. And I say that because he is a strong man. Big E is our first topic for today. Now, of course, he lost the title at WWE's day one event uh, to the beast Brock Lesnar. So I ask you guys, and let's start with you, Corey. What is next for Big E, and what do you believe his path will be to WrestleMania 38 in Dallas, Texas? 
Well, as we all know, uh, the road to WrestleMania has so many twists and turns and speed bumps, it's impossible to predict what will actually take Big E to the most stupendous WrestleMania in history. Two nights, Dallas, Texas, it's going to be big. But listen, I think it's of the utmost importance that Big E recapture what he had inside himself that took him to the WWE Championship. We've known for years what Big E's capable of physically. We've seen his success as a member of the New Day, and this was Big E's first foray into individual competition. And I think Big E proved a lot of people wrong. He was very adamant about saying that Big E didn't want to change who he was just because he became WWE Champion. But he found something inside himself, that aggression, that killer instinct that a lot of us questioned as to whether or not he, he actually possessed, if he was all fun and games and fun-loving and New Day and unicorns and bootios, Big E found what it took to become champion, made it to the top of the mountain. I'm not going to mention at whose expense because that's something I'm sure MVP would love to speak on. But Big E showed that he had it. But correct me if I'm wrong, P. You can speak to this better than I. But in this business, it takes one thing to become a champion. It's something else entirely to remain a champion. And I don't think Big E figured that out in time. Well, I think you hit on it when you said he had it. And I think it's also important to note that when he beat Bobby Lashley, which he did for the WWE Championship, he beat an injured Bobby Lashley whose knee was, was gimpy. And he attacked the knee as he should have to wrest away the WWE Championship for Bobby Lashley. However, let's point out something very important. Brock Lesnar is... The beast incarnate animal. Bobby Lashley is the, the, the yin to Brock Lesnar's yang. They are a different species. They're not like you and I. Big E could be that, but he's not because he is friendly and he likes to laugh and joke and play around. And if you want to compete with the likes of a Bobby Lashley or a Brock Lesnar, you have to be able to turn off that ha-ha, let's have fun and turn up that animalistic instinct. And that's what it takes to beat somebody like a Bobby Lashley or a Brock Lesnar. And uh, when Big E was able to take the WWE Championship from Bobby, uh, we, we saw glimpses of that when he attacked Bobby's injured knee. But you have to carry that attitude, that mindset all the time. Because, yeah, you know, laughing and joking and bootios and feel the power, it's entertaining. But Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar don't care about you being entertaining. Their idea of entertainment is beating you up and watching you suffer at their hands. They like to hurt people. It's what they do. It's what they've been doing since they were teenagers in high school, inflicting pain. Big E could be that if he could find that internal switch to say, okay, now I'm laughing, I'm having fun, but now it's time to also be a beast. And his road to WrestleMania, I predict, finds his way through Bobby Lashley because I believe Bobby Lashley, the almighty, will beat Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble, and he will take back the WWE Championship. And once he does that, I think the only thing left for Big E to do is to try to go after that WWE Championship and take it back from Bobby Lashley. But I don't think Big E has it in him to do it. Not a, not a, not a healthy 100%, as we like to say, head up fade. I don't think Big E can do that to Bobby Lashley. Let me ask you about Lashley's mentality. Is there part of Bobby that is still irked? It still eats at Bobby that Big E was the man who ultimately dethroned Lashley's reign as WWE Championship or as champion? Absolutely. Absolutely it does. You know, because Bobby Lashley feels that 
while Big E is definitely a, a threat to anybody he steps in the ring with, he's not on Bobby's level. As I said, Bobby's a different species. And, and, and as I said, you know, I keep coming back to it because physically, Big E is one of the most impressive physical specimens. Humans on Earth. <laughs> he's huge. He's a bad dude. But I think that he loses something with the haha. And a lot of people go, oh, no, no, it doesn't. And, and he, had, he had an opportunity to show that, yeah, he could be a champion. But if you want to be a champion in the almighty era, in, 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 in the time of Brock Lesnar, you, you know, as they say, when in Rome, if you want to be successful, find successful people and do what they do. If you want to beat an animal, a beast, you have to be an animal. You have to be a beast. And unless Big E can find that and tap into it, he'll be a, a, a very entertaining figure without a WWE championship title around his waist. And I know all eyes are on the Royal Rumble, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, but look at the WWE championship picture as a whole and how healthy it is. In a short period of time, now you've got Big E in the conversation. You've got Seth Rollins in the conversation. Kevin Owens is hanging around in the same conversation. You've got a litany of contenders that are going to be hungry to stand and line up against whoever it may be, whether it be Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar at the end of the night at the Royal Rumble. And don't be fooled because... As competitors, you know what it is to climb in that ring and, and to face up with people. And people always say, I want to face the best. I want to face the best. I want to beat the best. You know, the immortal words of Ric Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. I don't think for one second that a guy like Seth Rollins or, or Kevin Owens really wants to go at it with, with, with the likes of a Brock Lesnar or a Bobby Lashley. They say they do. And I'm sure they like the thought of, of being WWE champion. But do you really, really want to risk your physical well-being going up against the likes of a Bobby Lashley? Uh, it sounds good to say it until the bell rings and you're standing across the ring from that locomotive. Once you have to subtract the medical expenses for the championship match payday, you start asking, <laughs> is it really it worth, worth it? it? <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, Alex? Good stuff, guys. Now, let's stay on the Raw brand. Uh, one of my favorite duos, RK-Bro. Now, we've just seen that they've recently lost the Raw Tag Team titles, and uh, it would be suffice to say that Randy Orton's uh, patience with Riddle might be wearing a little bit thin. But as of right now, they are still seem to be uh, on the same page. Let's speak about this honestly. Can they really make it to WrestleMania as a team without this thing imploding? Like, do you guys really, really believe, and I'll start with you, MVP, do you think that Riddle and Randy Orton, RK bro, will actually be on the same page come WrestleMania to try and get back that Raw Tag Team Championship? Absolutely not. I don't see them being able to keep it together. I, I know Randy Orton very well, and I, I'm amazed that he's been able to put up with Riddle this long. Uh, Riddle has the, uh, the ability to rub everyone the wrong way. I mean, let's just be real. Randy Orton has been a tag team champion before and every tag team he's ever been involved in has dissolved because of Randy Orton. And he is the Viper. He's the legend killer. He is one of the most impressive, if not the most impressive WWE talent in history. However, Riddle is completely different. They do have that odd couple vibe. And uh, at this point, I think now that that tag team run that they had is over, uh, I think Randy, uh, throwing back to the discussion about WWE champions and, and that that pool of potential contenders, 
I think Randy is done with Riddle. And uh, what I'm interested in seeing is the feud that will definitely ensue once Randy has made it very clear that he has had enough of Riddle and RK-Bro ends up on the receiving end of an RKO. I could not agree with you anymore. I, I echo MVP sentiments completely. I'm surprised they made it this far. They have this future opportunity, uh, potentially with, with Alpha Academy, who I do want to talk about for a second and what a transformation they've made. Uh, but I, Randy Orton works best alone. He's a 14-time world heavyweight champion for a reason. And it takes us back to that last conversation we just had about Big E. Riddle is entertaining as the day is long. Riddle is a bad son of a bitch. Riddle's got an MMA background. Riddle, I mean, Riddle is a tough, tough human being. Legit AF. Yeah, exactly. A world-class fighter. I mean, Riddle brings a lot to the table, but to your previous point, it's not about the ha-ha. You got to look past the entertainment. You have to maintain that killer instinct if you want to stay on top, whether that be in the tag team division or if you want to be a Randy Orton, you're going to make, you're not going to make 14 times to the top of the mountain without that killer instinct. No. I don't know if Riddle has that. I, I think it's in him. I would have thought by now Orton would have drawn it out. I personally think it's hilarious. It entertains me for, for my own purposes because I get to make certain references to certain things when Riddle's on screen that I ordinarily wouldn't be able to get away with. But I don't see this lasting much longer, and I wouldn't be surprised if by WrestleMania it was Randy Orton versus Riddle. And to that point, you know, uh, references to those things, let's remember that that's why Riddle left the UFC. That's, that's true. why. Because he loved those things more than he loved being in the UFC. So right. uh, in this case, it's, you know, bro, that's great. But what do you love more? Do you love being a champion at the elite levels? Or do you love the laid back, take it easy, hang loose, laying loose lifestyle, bro? You know, if you want to be a champion in the WWE, you have, as we've discussed, you have to have that next level killer instinct. And we know he has it in him. But there's going to come a time when he's going to have to make a choice. Which do you love more? Do you love being laid back and having a good time? Or do you love being a top-tier champion? We know what Randy Orton likes. Right. And uh, I think, agreeing with you, that uh, Riddle's going to find that out very soon. Sooner than later. Think about this. Imagine if you were to take Randy Orton's mentality and insert it in Riddle's skill set. If Riddle put you're talking about Big E. Once Big E finds that mentality... With the tools that Riddle possesses as a competitor, as a combatant, as a fighter, as a legitimate badass, imagine if Riddle comes out and wants blood. Riddle is out with a Brock Lesnar mentality or a Bobby Lashley mentality. You may have another star. When you look at the Alpha Academy and, and, you, and you look at their accolades, you yes. look at you know, where, where Gable and Dozer come from, their background, and then you take the same with Riddle. Um, a lot of people don't even know that the Viper was an impressive amateur wrestler, you know, and, and that was that he also has some uh, legit accoutrements, if you will. I'd love to see that matchup again. And I, and I believe that a focused Riddle and a focused uh, Randy Orton could beat Alpha Academy. It won't be easy at all, because, as I said, those dudes are legit. But in this situation, and all of this time, if Randy hasn't already been able to draw out that serious side of Riddle to take them to that 
well, I can't say take them to that next keep level. Them, but to maintain, keep them at that level, yeah. yeah. To maintain that level, uh, what's going to change from here to WrestleMania going forward? And it's can't last forever anyway, because I know Randy's an impatient guy. Randy has shown a, a ridiculous amount of patience. I, I tell Randy all the time how proud of him I am in, in, in the mentorship role he's played with Riddle, putting up with Riddle. Because in my interactions with Riddle, as we've seen, I don't have the patience for Riddle. And I, I can handle Riddle in, in small doses. See what I did there? Oh, I um, got it. I got it. <laughs> but but uh, I, I can see Riddle learning a very valuable and uh, painful lesson about who and what the Viper really is. I'm noticing a recurring theme here. We started talking about Big E. We're mentioning with Riddle. We have to carry it over to Otis, to Dozer, to your point. Otis has an amateur background that is second to none. Otis is a legitimate killer. He is a dangerous human being, but our first glimpse of him, our first taste of him in WWE, it was doing the worm. It was being silly. It was being over the top and ridiculous. Let Otis be the badass that he is. And look, now you got brand new tag team champions. I mean, I think that that just backs up our conversation that you have to be the killer first and foremost. Entertainment's great. If you can, if you can be a killer and make people laugh at the same time, good on you. But that's a, that's rarefied air in this business. To borrow a quote from one of the greatest movies ever made, Gladiator. Are you not entertained? I want my entertainment to come from your in-ring skills and ability. My entertainment comes from how well, uh, how technical you are in your ability to impose your will on your opponent. I'm entertained by that. You know, anything else you can do entertaining, all right, that, that, that's great, you know, for backstage vignettes or, or you know, on, on your own podcast or whatever you want to do. But when you climb through those ropes, I don't want to laugh. I want to grimace. I want to I want to uh, I want to scream out. Oh, I want to be impressed by what you're capable of accomplishing in the squared circle with your skill set, not with your comedic timing. All the sizzle in the world doesn't matter if it's not coming from a steak. Bam. All right, guys, let's move on uh, to the ladies for a minute. So I think we could all agree after these last two WWE Raw Women's Championship opportunities that Liv Morgan had against Becky Lynch, she ended up on probably a higher playing field than where she started. And isn't that the goal at the end of the day? Now it's Dewdrop's turn. She's going to get a shot at the Royal Rumble against Becky Lynch's Raw Women's Championship. Do we think she can deliver on this big stage? And I'll start with you, Graves. Do you think she ends up on a higher playing field than where she started? Well, I want to correct you because just ending up on a higher level isn't the goal when you're talking about a championship. The goal is to end up as the champion. Of course. And yes. that is what Becky Lynch has done so masterfully since returning at SummerSlam last year, you know, defying the odds, shocking the world, beating Bianca Belair in 26 seconds and staying on top. Becky knows when to turn it on, when, when to, to be a killer when she has to, when to take a shortcut when she needs to. But yes, in doing so and having great matches with Liv, it certainly elevated Liv, but Becky is just firing on a different plane right now. Becky is doing all the things, or many of the things, I think that MVP and I are discussing, about what it takes to be a champion and stay a champion. Becky Lynch has figured those out. Dewdrop has been impressive in the in the short time that she's been on Monday Night Raw. Physically speaking, she's very unique. I don't know. We don't have another talent like her that has her skill set and, and her power and agility. Dewdrop's a legit threat. But at the end of the day, I don't know if Dewdrop has what it takes yet to dethrone big-time Bex. 
All right, so let, let's let's cut to the chase here. First things first. Dewdrop is big. She's strong. She has a, a very impressive career background that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit because uh, when when Dewdrop first showed up on Monday Night Raw for approximately a week, I couldn't look at my Twitter because they it was all the fans going, "You never watch NXT UK? Ah, da, da, da. She, you know exactly who she is." Trust me, I know who she is. I didn't change her name. We know what she is now. She's Dewdrop. And to your point, right. P, she didn't just show up overnight. It's not like Eva Marie picked her out of the crowd and decided to make her a superstar. This is a woman that's put in her work. I've actually seen her in the UK uh, years ago before she was signed to the WWE. And capable is an insult to her. Her ability is impressive. She can go. And I think here what we have an issue is uh, big time Bex has been a champion at the top of the mountain for some time. Is she as hungry as Dewdrop? Because you get to a situation where somebody who's been in the game as long as Dewdrop has, Dewdrop's got something to prove. She wants to be a champion, and I respect her for that. But I need to back up a little bit, and I need to discuss Bianca Belair. Okay. My opinion of that 20-second loss to big-time Bex that needs to be avenged. I could go on a 30-minute tirade about that in itself, but we won't do that here today. What we will say is this. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks was one of the best matches I have ever seen gender aside. And we know what Sasha is, what she's done. And Bianca stepped in into a main event. At WrestleMania. Literally the pinnacle of our business. It doesn't get any bigger than that. And she proved why she is truly the EST. I don't want to talk about any other women in the WWE if Bianca Belair isn't in the conversation because she truly is the EST. She's the fastest. She's the strongest. She's the best. And I can't see a conversation about the WWE Women's Championship without Bianca Belair in it. Dewdrop, I would love to see her do well. Hell, I wouldn't mind seeing her beat Big Time Bex and having an opportunity to stand at the top of the mountain only because when it's all said and done, the EST, Bianca Belair, comes back in and takes that title from her or anyone else. I am a Bianca Belair fan, and I'll have everybody know behind the scenes, I was actually... Talking to Bianca Belair a little bit about potentially adding her to a uh, an organization, a, a little faction that I used to be part of, uh, because there are lots of people talking about, hey, you need a woman in the group. And there were some discussions, you know, uh, with, with Bianca Belair, but, you know, things went a different way. So I said that to say this. I'm a fan of Bianca Belair. And I believe that when you talk about the WWE Women's Championship, if Bianca Belair is in that conversation, I don't want to have it. I agree with you a thousand percent and I'll do you one better. I know that there's only a short history of women's Royal Rumble matches, but I think Bianca Belair is the first woman to ever win two. And she's going to do it back to back this year in St. Louis. You'll get no argument from me. None whatsoever. Well, guys, I, uh, I had another topic here, but uh, seeing that we're on a roll, I feel as though this topic would maybe take too much of a turn down a different lane. So let's just get right to it. Let's get to what everybody's been talking about, and let's finally discuss Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble. First time ever. Bobby said it. 
on this show last week, he believes he's the one who can break Brock Lesnar. So MVP, I'll start with you or Corey. I'm going like to jump chomping gonna, at the bit. Actually. I, I'm chomping at the bit simply so I can give the floor to MVP in, in a, in a matter of time. I'm going to keep this short. Sure. You, you and I have been around this game way too long. Many, many moons. <laughs> we've seen them come and we've That's seen them go. Right. <laughs> there are very few true dream matchups left in this industry. Across the board, across companies, there aren't, there simply aren't that many stars that have had the sustainability of the magnitude that Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar have had. As a fan, and it's easy to get jaded, you know, we're, we're on the road constantly and it's constant TV and we produce so much content and it's go, go, go and the grind. It's just, that's the life we live, right? It's the life we lead. It's very rare that anything about this business excites me to the level that this match does. Bobby Lashley has been clamoring on it on this show for over two years. You know, Bobby very, very, very well, much better than I do. What does this opportunity at the Royal rumble mean to Bobby Lashley? Man, let me (laughs) brother. We know, as I've said before, I, I, I can't say enough about how special Brock Lesnar is. And, you know, uh, one thing I was just talking about the other day is how with, without any football background, he almost made it to the Minnesota Vikings. Do you realize, <laughs> do you realize how gifted an athlete you have to be to not have played college football, high school football, et cetera, and just to walk on and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to try out for an NFL team and almost make it. So just saying that, Brock Lesnar is truly a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. However, Bobby Lashley is the yin to Brock Lesnar's yang. Bobby Lashley is also a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. And when you look at their backgrounds, you know, the the collegiate wrestling, both extremely high-level champions, physical specimens, the likes of which they're like at 0.001% of the world's population, their size, their strength, their cerebral ability. Most guys look at Lashley and, and, and look at Brock Lesnar and all they see is the muscles and the athleticism. Right. They don't they just understand assume how intelligent no. both of these guys really are. And when you talk about dream matches, yeah, I don't care what company, who, what, why, what, like, to borrow a phrase from uh, Randy Orton, Apex Predators. At the absolute top of the food chain is Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. And Bobby talked about it with you. Yes, last week, yep. When you are a competitor, when you are a fighter, if your goal is to be the absolute best, and in order to be the best, you have to be the best. Everybody who sees Brock Lesnar knows that that dude is not one to be messed with. But when Bobby Lashley looks at Brock Lesnar, his mind works differently. He goes, I want to mess with that dude. I want to poke that bear. I want to see what it can do because then I can find out what I can do because there's no lack of confidence, hesitation, or fear in Bobby Lashley's mind. I've known him for a very long time. We've been up and down the roads together. We've worked at different companies together. Hell, we've you know had uh, Yakiniku at 2 a.m. and Rapongi together. Like, that's my dude. And I've trained with him. I know how his mind works. I wouldn't want to fight Brock Lesnar. If I had to, I would, but I wouldn't want to. 
that says something about your mentality when you want to fight Brock Lesnar. When there's a room full of people and you go, okay, you got to fight one of these guys. Brock Lesnar is usually the last guy in the line, but not to Bobby Lashley. That's the first, I want to fight the biggest, I want to fight the baddest. Now, here's, here's my thing about Brock Lesnar. We know that Brock Lesnar works a part-time schedule. He doesn't fight in MMA anymore. And, and let, let, me, let me segue just for a second. Everybody wants to talk about Brock Lesnar being a, a, a UFC champion. And I respect him for that because, hey, that is top of the pops. But what was his MMA record? Would you compare his MMA record to Bobby Lashley's MMA record? That's a different conversation. We, but Brock Lesnar is soft. I'm, and I'm going to say it. He's soft. Have you always been crazy or did you just develop that? He saw. Listen, I I got Bobby Lashley standing next to me. That emboldens me a little bit. (laughs) Fair fair enough. (laughs) He works a part-time schedule. He's not on the road hanging, clanging and banging all the time. Other than feeding his own ego, what's his reason for being champion? What drives him? What makes, is is he getting up doing road work like he used to? You know, I, I think Mike Tyson said it best. It's hard to get up at 6 a.m. and go put in the road work when you're sleeping on silk sheets. Silk sheets, right. Brock Lesnar is a multi-multi-millionaire. He's won titles everywhere he's ever been. But right now, what's his motivation? Bobby Lashley is on the road every week. He's in the gym every day. Sometimes I, I literally argue with Bobby about taking time off. Dude, you need recovery. Bobby says, yeah, I do active recovery. Google that <laughs> if you don't know what it's about. <laughs> yeah. I think that Brock Lesnar is the baddest man in the WWE behind Bobby Lashley because he doesn't have the spark that he used to have. It's all luxury for him. He has a private jet fly him to the building and back. He's got his limit. When's the last time Brock Lesnar bought a gallon of milk? You know know what I'm saying? I agree. I think he's at a level now where, yeah, he's dangerous to most people. But you take a guy like Bobby Lashley, who has all of the ability and skill set that Brock Lesnar does, except the difference between the two of them is that Bobby Lashley, the almighty, has something to prove. Brock Lesnar doesn't. Brock Lesnar's at the top of the food chain, but Bobby Lashley's still hungry. Yeah, Bobby Lashley. And, you know, talking to Bobby, he still has a bitter taste in his mouth for how he lost his title of Big E. Yeah, talk, to, talk to me a little bit about this because you, you obviously, like to, to your point, you know Bobby better than just about anybody. We had a great conversation on this show last week and, and Bobby is obviously laser focused on Brock Lesnar. Is there anything that the world's not getting to see? Anything about Bobby Lashley that, that maybe gives you pause or concern or something that makes you think, all right, you got to improve in this area. You got to do this better or... Are you are you feeling 100% confident in everything that you're just telling us? No, I, if it was possible to be 200% confident. Listen, I've trained with Bobby. As a matter of fact, I'm supposed to head out to Colorado and put a little training time in with Bobby. The worst thing Brock Lesnar did was disrespect Bobby. Bobby who? That comment that everybody seems to think was so funny. And, 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 and. Going back to our original conversation. Oh, okay. Brock Lesnar wants to be a comedian now. You want to be entertaining. You want to be, <laughs> yeah, you want to be funny. Well, we've talked about what that does to your killer instinct, to your animalistic ability. Yeah, he's out. He's in Philadelphia of all places, cracking jokes and being funny. Bobby's not being funny. Bobby's not cracking jokes. And I can tell you, 
because Bobby was doing a set of squats with a, a ridiculous amount of weight that you and I would look at that and go, why? Why would you do that? And I, as Bobby I just, was my back out thinking about it. <laughs> right. My, my, my knee hurts, you know, just looking at the plate. <laughs> and as Bobby was squatting, Bobby was saying, Bobby who? Urgh. Bobby who? Urgh. Bobby who? Urgh. Every set, every rep, Bobby who? When Bobby's hitting pads with his boxing coach, when Bobby's on the mats, he is constantly thinking, Bobby who? I will show you who. And I think that. No, I know that we will be able to tell a knock-knock joke of our own and it will be Brock who? Brock, the former WWE champion. There's no jokes here. Bobby's not about the ha-ha. Never has been, never will be. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This is After the Bell. I'm Corey Graves, joined this week with very special guest MVP, he, the Royal Rumble is the phrase on everybody's lips, the event everybody's looking forward to. We know your feelings on Brock and Bobby. We've run through most of the rest of the card. Let's talk about the Royal Rumble match. As a fan since childhood, one of my favorite events, maybe my favorite event of the year, the Royal Rumble match. You yourself have had the, the luxury, the pleasure of competing in several of them. Uh, what does the Royal Rumble match mean to you? I, I don't know about the luxury of competing. <laughs> terrible word, yeah. <laughs> the honor I was the trying to think of things sure. to say nice. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, but but you know the the prestige of of competing. There in you the go. World. That's way better. So you're already elevating my game. This is why. This is what I was hoping for. Kick it up a notch here. Without question, the Royal Rumble is one of the premier events, and w whether it's the uh, the excitement of seeing you know who actually ends up being 
the last man standing. Uh, and in this case, now the last woman standing. Um, the the surprises that come about, you know, oh, who are going to be the surprise entrants in the Rumble this year? There, There's an element of, of, of surprise and excitement that comes with the Royal Rumble that no other WWE event has the way that the Rumble does. And one of the things that I have been most impressed about with the Rumble is, you know, those people that draw number one or are one of the first five to compete and last all the way to the end to win it or even to be one of the last people in the mix when it comes down to deciding who the Royal Rumble winner will be. My, my first Royal Rumble, if I recall correctly, and it's hard because my brains were a little scrambled taking a big chop from the great Khali to my dome. <laughs> I want to okay. There, there are too many guys that I've had on the show who have experienced the infamous Great Kali brain chop. From a competitor's standpoint, who has suffered through several of them, talk about why this might be the stiffest move in the history of the business, brother. Listen, <laughs> that. So you you know how when you have those moments when you're you're, you're working with somebody and. You, you get that stiff shot that's so stiff that for a minute you don't even sell it. You're just kind of <laughs> like, dude, what the, what? And then you go, oh yeah, we're working here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you go back and you watch that rumble, when he chops me in the head, there's a delayed reaction because my first instinct is to look at him and go, WTF, man. Are you <laughs> oh, that's right. Let me go down. Your brain and your body are on different pages for a, yeah, for a yeah. minute. Yeah, it is legitimately a brain scrambler. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy that at all. Uh, that, that, you know, the mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I'm just going to say, uh, I, I hope Kali is doing very well in India with his wrestling <laughs> school, teaching people how to put on a one five star world class matches with his incredible wealth of talent and ability. Yeah. All right. Great Kali may have the single greatest page on Instagram that I have ever stumbled across. It, <laughs> it, it is, it is the most, it, it should be considered like abstract art because you, you can't make sense of anything that goes on. It's just like Kali looking in the camera, like holding an egg or just like, Doing random things. It's the weirdest page on the, on Instagram. Tommy Wiseau comes to mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Is it supposed to be this bad or is it like, what, what's going on here? Yeah. I'm not even <laughs> it's exactly. It's a great, it's, it's he's the, the sports entertainment answer to the room. Yes. Yes. Beautifully. <laughs> no, man. No, you, 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 no, man. Well, to the best of, to the best of my knowledge, Kali is a WWE Hall of Famer now, but to the best of my knowledge, not an entrant officially into the Royal Rumble match as of yet. But that's, you know, always a distinct possibility. Listen, I, I, I'll tell you, if I was to be in the Royal Rumble and I see Kali coming down the ramp, I'm just going to eliminate myself to uh, to spare myself from having to take that big brain, brain scrambler, the head chop thing that he does. If he comes, I'm out. I might leave the whole building, but that's a whole other conversation. Listen, the Royal Rumble is special to me specifically because I returned to the WWE at the Royal Rumble, was it 20, 2020, right? Yes. Yeah, 2020 Royal Rumble. 
And, you know, at this point, we've talked about it. A lot of people know uh, in the past I had been asked about coming back as a surprise entry and it just wasn't something that, you know, w- w- that I was interested in at that time or that worked out. But this time around, uh, I wanted the Royal Rumble was in Houston and I live in Houston. I have a son in Houston and he was five and he had become a huge wrestling fan. And I wanted to give him the treat of going to a WWE event, especially one as big and special as a Royal Rumble. Your first WWE event, a memory that you'll always have uh, to be at the Royal Rumble. And then he didn't know that daddy was coming out. And he still talks about seeing daddy in the ring with Brock Lesnar. And, you know, it's kind of funny because he goes, yeah, daddy didn't do so good against Brock Lesnar, but he was there. He was there. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, it was very special coming back at the Rumble. And it was only supposed to be a one-off. I was just going to come, do the Rumble, let my son see it, have that. And, you know, as as history goes, that the next night I was – I asked to come to San Antonio and did Monday Night Raw. Then I was offered a producer's position and then COVID hit. And then I started doing stuff on TV again. And then I went from being a producer to talent. So my whole return to the WWE and Monday Night Raw starts with a surprise return at the Rumble. And for me, uh, that solidifies my emotional connection to the Rumble. Not to mention, as a fan, I was standing in the back overjoyed with goosebumps when I got a chance to to hear and see you think you know me oh, man so you know like what, what the fans get that energy the goosebumps the surprise like oh yeah. my god Edge is back I was I was yeah. right there too feeling the same way Definitely one of my favorite Royal Rumble moments of all time looking across the landscape for this year's Royal Rumble you and I both yeah, I think we're both on the record picking Bianca Belair is going to do it in the women's side of things. If you could step outside of your managerial role, assuming that Bobby Lashley becomes WWE champion yet again, he's going to head to WrestleMania. Is there anyone on the men's side of things that's standing out to you as your pick to win the men's Royal Rumble? Brock Lesnar, because Bobby Lashley is going to beat Brock Lesnar. And in his fury and rage, he's going to enter the Royal Rumble so that he can get back, <laughs> win it, and get a chance to face Bobby Lassie to get his t- what he believes to be his title back. That's my prediction. Now, if that doesn't I happen, I, I can't see that not happening because I, I, I see Bobby beating Brock, and if Brock isn't allowed to enter the Rumble for some reason, you know, it's one of those things where you have to look at the landscape of, of who is capable of doing it. You got a lot of tremendously talented men on the roster. You're a guy who gets to spend a lot of time with with the roster as an elder statesman of sorts. You you watch everything. You get to talk to a lot of these guys. Is there somebody maybe that isn't an obvious choice that everybody's going, oh, it's going to be this guy or this guy or that guy? Is there someone up and down the roster that you, MVP, look at and go, it might be this guy's time? First, let me say, I think the odds-on favorite would have to be Biggie. Okay. I wouldn't disagree with that. But we're looking up and down the roster for guys that, oh, we can't discount Omas, the giant. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And anytime you have a 300-pound, seven-foot-tall giant, the, you know, history has taught us that those guys are pretty difficult to get rid of. And it usually takes several guys to do that, you know, teaming up to eliminate that threat. So you can't count out Omas. Um, I think quietly, AJ Styles is somebody that nobody's talking about. 
But AJ Styles has shown us time and again that he is phenomenal. And I think sleeping on AJ Styles is a bad move. It's going to be interesting to see where. Oh, here's a thought. What's uh, I'm thinking over on SmackDown. Huh? No, you know what? I I think Biggie would be my my odds-on favorite pick. My my dark horse sleeper pick is uh, AJ Styles, with an honorable mention to Omos. To Omos, I like it. Those are those are definitely three viable options. Someone's got to win. Someone's got to head. Your, who's your dark horse? Who's your sleeper pick? Ah, uh, man, I, I it's so the entire field obviously isn't uh, hasn't developed yet. I I have to agree with you. I think back to the initial conversation. What does Big E have to do to get back on his path to WrestleMania? I think he is a guy, and he's a guy I know personally very well, and I know how seriously he takes this, and how seriously he has been affected since losing the WWE Championship. He's trying to hold his head up, but you can see it in his eyes, man. It's yeah, bothering Big E. It took a lot out and of him. It did. It sure did. And, and you know, he's going to have to outlast twenty nine other guys. But if Big E still has anything, let me let me put it this way: if there's ever a chance that Big E becomes WWE champion again. I think he has to win the Royal Rumble match. Oh, that's and heavy. I think I think he is he is physically capable. I believe he's mentally capable, but I'm saying it's do or die. That's not to say if Big E doesn't win the Rumble, he, he's done for. I'm saying if he wants to sit on top of the mountain again, I think it's now or never. That's you know what that that's um, that's a very respectable take, but I, I think we we're both missing something here. And here's an important question. Talking about getting back to the top of the mountain, will Drew McIntyre's neck be healed? Will he be cleared in time to make it back for the Rumble? That's a great question. I mean, stranger it, things have it, happened. It, I mean, I don't know the status of his neck right now. I don't know where he's at injury-wise, but a healthy Drew McIntyre is a danger, dangerous Drew McIntyre. I agree with you. And it's stranger things have happened because it reminds me of a uh, particular WWE great, that being John Cena, who returned at the Royal Rumble way ahead of schedule. To yes. the point where everyone in the garden said, there's no way. And number 30, dun, you can't dun, see dun, me. Dun. Still and one of the greatest friends ever, and man. I remember the, you know, when they talk <laughs> about the roof coming off the building. Yeah. Again, talk, you know, the magnificence of the Royal Rumble and the surprises. That was one of the greatest surprises of all time. And again, coming back to Drew McIntyre and his legacy in the WWE and him having an opportunity to get back in the WWE championship picture. Uh, let's not forget that he's done two things that a lot of people can't say they've done. He eliminated Brock Lesnar to win the Royal Rumble. And he beat Brock Lesnar to win the championship. That makes him WrestleMania. more more formidable than virtually anyone else with the anyone else not named Bobby Lashley, because I mean Bobby Lashley beat Drew repeatedly, and I think yeah. you know that there's some in that issue in itself. There's some unfinished business to be sure, but let's not forget about Drew McIntyre. If Drew McIntyre, if his neck is healed and he doesn't have any lingering issues regarding his neck. He could be one of those 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 surprises that could throw a monkey wrench into everybody's plans. No argument from me on that. But I think in the meantime, I think we as fans have to just sit back, 
and enjoy the Royal Rumble. We're kicking off things on the road to WrestleMania. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. Just be fans. Just enjoy. Watch how it all unfolds and get ready because either way, it's going to lead to an absolutely epic WrestleMania. MVP, before I let you go, I talk a lot here on ATB about some of the amazing conversations that I get to be part of and privy to oftentimes on Mondays in our uh, our television locker room, which is not many people. It, it, it's a bit exclusive, I it's think an exclusive it's fair to say. Thing. Not just anybody is allowed to bring their bag in there and undress. You know, it's so as to not violate the sanctity of TV Locker to, you know, not put my honor at risk. I can't reveal everything and all of the amazing discussions that are had. But a lot of times we don't talk about sports entertainment. We talk about life. We talk about things beyond. Earlier in the conversation, you mentioned the Mike Tyson quote. Uh, it's hard to get up and do road work when you're sleeping in silk sheets. It's paraphrasing. And we mentioned one of the most shocking sports moments in any of our lifetimes was when Iron Mike Tyson got KO'd by James Buster Douglas. It seems like a million lifetimes ago, but I personally remember that because it was Saturday night's main event used to be the big WWE event happened a few times a year before there were pay-per-views all the time. I mean, you, you, I know, recall, uh, and it was a big event. It was the closest thing you would have to a pay-per-view aside from the actual pay-per-views. And I believe the match was supposed to be macho man, Randy Savage and Hogan. I, I can't even remember who the competitors were, but the selling point was the special guest referee was Mike Tyson. So I remember staying up late with my dad and we were getting ready to watch. And this is pre-internet, so we didn't have spoilers. If it wasn't in the local newspaper, we didn't know what was going to happen. So all of a sudden, I'm excited for Mike Tyson. You know, I watched a lot of boxing with my dad growing up and this is going to be cool. And out comes James Buster Douglas. And I remember going, dad, what happened? What? Who's this guy? Who is this guy? Just, it was so much fun reminiscing. And we were obviously different ages at the time. But what was your, your recollection of that? sporting event at the time and how huge it was. All right. Listen, that, that, uh, funny you should bring that up because it, with that comes a, a flood of other memories. So when I discovered that Buster Douglas had knocked out Mike Tyson in Tokyo, I was actually in the Broward juvenile detention center <laughs> at the time, uh, being held there for the crime that eventually led to my going away to prison. And, we were in—I uh, I forgot what the, the the housing unit was, but one of the uh, one of the staff that worked at the detention center put the newspaper up in the window of of the uh, the, like the officer station or whatever they call it, and had propped it up there, and it was on on the front page of the the, the paper that Mike Tyson got killed by Buster Douglas, and. In the day room, you had a whole bunch of young teenage men staring at this in complete disbelief. Nobody. It had to be like Superman died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, dude, ain't nobody knocking out Mike Tyson. <laughs> like, okay, maybe you can eke out a decision, maybe, maybe, but knocked out, Mister Knockout. Like, I, it, it, it was weird because there was a, a an almost tangible element of melancholy and disbelief <laughs> like that, no just, no way and i'll then, just cancel christmas yeah you know, well for most of us christmas well. was canceled <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that time and, and and then afterwards you know mike tyson's knockout the video game became buster douglas's knockout and yeah you know, yeah you, know, like you said the featured spot with you know guest referee 
And you had a whole lot of people at that point that were introduced to James Buster Douglas who had no idea who he was. You know, your, your casual boxing fan that didn't follow boxing, who didn't know who the top 10 get ranked guys were, had no idea who he was. And what a way to introduce yourself to the world by knocking out the GOAT. However, yep. there are two caveats that I need to put on that. Number one, let's not forget that Buster Douglas was on the canvas for 13 seconds while Mike Tyson was putting his mouthpiece back in. Let's not forget that. Number one. Number two, I think that perhaps Buster Douglas benefited from the overconfidence that Mike Tyson had because being from Miami, I know that uh, uh, Mike Tyson was in Miami uh, prior to that fight and he was partying quite a bit, having a good time, enjoying some of the wonderful things that Miami has to offer. You know, party time, women, good times. So, so I think that contributed heavily to uh, his downfall. And bringing it full circle, I think this is a similar case to what we're going to see at the Royal Rumble when Brock Lesnar runs down on Bobby Lashley, looking past Bobby Lashley, because you know for an absolute fact Mike Tyson went in there that night thinking, Buster Douglas, who? <laughs> I'm going to go knock this guy out and then we're all going to head down to Rapongi and party. And he found out that there was a completely different plan in place because Buster Douglas came to fight. If Brock Lesnar is looking past Bobby Lashley, thinking it's a foregone conclusion, Brock Lesnar will lose as Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas showed us all those years ago masterfully done. I knew you'd done this podcasting thing before, but you, I, I'm thinking, oh, how am I going to wrap this up? And you did it perfectly, probably better than I would have. It was like Christmas gifts. Rather than wrapping them yourself, you take them to the stand and have somebody else do it for you. And it looks a little bit better. And you just, oh, that was magnificent. You know, I, I enjoyed this way too much. Hey, man, so did I. I had a blast. We should absolutely do it again. MVP, I appreciate your time, man. I'm looking forward to the Royal Rumble. I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, Monday and uh, hang out and see where the conversation takes us in our little sacred space. One of the things I love most are our musical conversations in that sacred space. So We're going to have to start our own damn podcast. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I, I, God, I mean, we spent half a day watching old Pearl Jam videos just two or two weeks ago. That, that's <laughs> yes, a deep, that is a deep rabbit hole. That is a podcast in, in and of itself. So dude, I appreciate your time. Good luck. I will see you soon. Thank you again for your time. It was outstanding. I had a great time. And usually, usually and in circumstances when I'm signing off, I say the pleasure was all yours. But in this case, I have to admit, the pleasure was mine. Thank you for having me. Well, there you have it. A massive thank you to MVP for hanging out today. You can find him at the 305 MVP on your socials. You can find me at WWE Graves. Follow the show at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Listen for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell. Hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE After the Bell.